one of the few things that we do understand about him is that he is someone who possibly gay (laughs) (laughs) i swear i was thinking this the entire time hot take that is what i think i believe it i can't wait to be proven right you never saw that movie are you kidding me we're watching it then i want to see your face one what the oh my god (laughs) is he dead (laughs) wait no you're kidding, right? Oh, shit. It's delayed reactions. It's delayed reactions. I am so done. So, how's it going? It is going great. Happy to be back recording delayed reactions. Yay. We are coming to you from New Jersey and from Buffalo, New York on this fine well, it will be Friday. For us, it's Wednesday. <laughs> um, but we're super um, excited to hopefully be uh, putting out content a little bit more frequently now that we've figured out technology um, and are able to do this remotely. Yes, we are trying our best right now. Actually, Ali and I are both looking for jobs. And um, if anyone here from the NBC Page program is listening, hi. <laughs> shameless plug. Allie's great Shame, shameless plug of my bff um but uh, same with yeah, sam we're, we're gonna NBC try our best sports and i don't even know give me just uh quick hits uh top five places you've applied for jobs let's, recently let's see let's look at my list that i <laughs> have handy right here um i've applied to jobs with like discovery communications um, That's a really couple cool. with CBS in different. You know, I've been catching up on Designated Survivor, and the deeper oh, yeah. I get we'll into it, the more I'm like, I gotta apply for jobs at Discovery because they're in DC, and the show just makes yeah. DC look so fun and intense (laughs) and that's that is how i feel about gossip girl right now because that is what i've been watching i know i know i'm literally 10 years later than everybody else but cut me some so you're ready to move into the city oh my god well i mean the funny thing i think is that the the apartment that dan and jenny and rufus live in like the loft in brooklyn people would like die for that apartment i know are like like I would be so lucky to live in a place like that and I know that would take me a really long time to be able to afford on my own but the way that the other characters in the show see him and his lifestyle it's so funny I know and uh I was telling Allie the other day how I watch I just watched the Passover episode in season two and it is hashtag relatable if I have ever seen a Passover episode of a tv show i thought that was so funny but back to designated survivor i saw you tweet about um the glenwood like Pines. the ithaca yeah the ithaca yeah. shout out i knew oh it, i knew it was coming because i had heard people talk about it um, i freaked out but watch that it's it's one of those like ironically i don't think you would really understand it very well unless you were from ithaca so that oh yeah 60 seconds where they're talking about these random hamburgers was like I just felt so proud (laughs) I don't know how else to put it it was just so exciting and it clearly there has to be a writer in that room who either went to Ithaca like us or Cornell and knew to make that Mm -hmm. reference um so really exciting 
or someone really did their research because Kiefer Sutherland plays the like the character that he plays is a Cornell graduate right so either someone was like really really good at location scouting <laughs> I don't know and researching but pro- I think someone I think someone uh, in there has someone from some Ithaca because that's yeah not only is this place a hidden gem but it's it's so hidden that you kind of have to leave the downtown Ithaca area it's kind of just yeah. on a hill up on the lake in the middle of nowhere I don't think you would just google it and find Glenwood Pines randomly. yeah I mean I think it's technically in like the town or village or something of Ulysses so it's like literally right outside of Ithaca but anyway um I saw that scene I was watching the show when I was traveling this summer that's part of the other reason why not a lot of episodes have come out uh of late because I I watched the show on my phone I would download an episode every time I had to like drive somewhere or fly somewhere else and I was traveling in Asia and so I was freaking out about that scene right after watching it the only person I could tell is my friend Andrew because nobody else even spoke I knew English about oh well. you meant there I thought you meant just yeah. in general um yeah so I, I tweeted about it and I think actually uh Jack Powers answered our former professor shout out jack he answered my tweet and he said that there's another reference like that in house of cards so i need to watch that too yes that is definitely going on our delayed reaction list i've watched mm-hmm. uh a few of the first episodes of season one but i know i'm very far behind and i know that's another good dc political yada 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 show also just want to say Kiefer sutherland plays the best <laughs> most eloquent uh well-mannered president <laughs> well well i i wish that he was our president right now Honestly, i just watch it and i laugh at probably yeah. be way better yeah <laughs> so without getting too far into that yeah uh he's he's a good man um but anyway that is not what we're talking about today we digress no it is that'll not. be yeah, in the coming weeks we'll talk about that maybe some mm-hmm. more but season two premieres to Wednesday, which is today, which is today <laughs> but l- earlier this week for you. So we'll watch it, but we'll do an episode on that at another time. So um, what we're talking about today is Westworld. And hopefully if you've watched it, if you're listening to it right now, if you haven't, get on that, whether or not you think you're going to like it, because it's worth at least watching. It. It's only 10 episodes. So it's 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 very manageable. It's pretty bingeable. There's only one yeah. season as Good of word. right now. Mm-hmm. And I know there's going to be more to come after the Emmys and all of that good stuff. So you want to catch up now while you can. This is Delayed Reactions uh, promoting you to be proactive in your binge-watching television. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, I think it makes sense, yeah. But it's a great show on HBO. So I actually just got HBO now to watch this as well as uh big little lies and all that big stuff for the emmys um but sam i know uh do you want to take over and tell our listeners if they don't know what it's about what it is about sure so westworld is a tv show that is based off of a 1973 film of the same title and it's sequel which came out in 1976 that i did not know yeah it is i don't think the movies were like 
they, they, I'm sure they were popular, but this this series is loosely based on those. Oh, I just activated Siri because I, I must have said something that caught her attention. Uh-oh. Anyway, um, the show is a sci-fi western thriller. So if you can take all those different genres and kind of morph them together, you get Westworld. It has an amazing cast consisting of people like um, Evan Rachel Wood, who plays the lead character, Dolores Abernathy. Uh, Tandy Newton plays Maeve Milley. Um, Jeffrey Wright stars as Bernard Lowe. And, spoiler alert, Arnold Weber. And uh, other standouts are going to be Anthony Hopkins as Robert Ford. And... James Marsden. Oh, how could I... Oh, my God. He's... Yeah. He's nice to look at, that guy. James Marsden is Teddy Flood. and But just to um, give you, like, a quick... Uh, lots of other people. <laughs> ...kind of overview of what it is. Westworld, it's set in kind of a futuristic time that maybe isn't so far from now, um, where Westworld is basically an adult theme park that really rich mm-hmm. people can pay to go into um, and basically enter a, an alternate reality of sorts that's like a Western. Um, and then they have these people called hosts, which are technically robots that are very yep. um, human-like. Super lifelike. Yes. And the real people themselves can't actually get killed or terribly hurt in any way, but they can pretty much do whatever they want to whoever or whatever is in the park. So it's kind yeah. of like, I mean, it is kind of similar to like, um, I don't know, the purge even, just in that, like, for example, you can do whatever you, you want. You can do anything. Yeah. Which, by yeah. the way, read, uh, I think today, that the next purge movie is being filmed in Buffalo, like, right now. And it's supposed to be, like, the biggest production in Buffalo ever, yada, yada, yada. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. You should see if you can be an extra. Oh, my God. That I know. Fun. I should look into that. It would be cool. But anyway, yeah. But uh, yeah. So you can go. You the really, really rich people can go into this theme park, and they can have sex with whoever they want. They can shoot people or things. They can go on wild adventures and ride horses and all this other cool stuff that you would find in old western movies. Um, but the robots are super lifelike, so you, you can't even, like, really tell who is a host and who is not until you try shooting someone. Because, like Ali said, the hosts can get hurt, and then they get repaired and rebooted, and they go back into the park. But the humans that visit the park cannot. Right. So think Ex Machina, sort of, but even more lifelike, and there's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of these hosts are um put on these loops where they are part of some type of story their narrative is written for them by originally dr ford is the one who writes these narratives and so all the stories are so specifically crafted so that each each host is like involved in other people's stories in certain ways so dolores is one of the hosts and her loop involves her meeting Teddy, another host, and then they like go off on this wild adventure. But then when the visitors come into the park, they can intervene and kind of 
change the story. And so the hosts are like engineered to improvise in certain ways. Yes. So I think that's a good way to put it as simply as possible without diving too deep just yet. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know how much research you did into this, but I just laughed as we were prepping for the show. (laughs) Sam and I were talking because I was doing a little research into the creators and I thought, oh my goodness, no wonder. The creator of this show is Christopher Nolan's brother. Okay. Jonathan Nolan, who's younger, a couple years younger. I did not know that. And based on every Christopher Nolan movie I've ever seen and the way his brain works, not a surprise that his brother similarly is coming up with these crazy stories. And I actually think maybe Christopher Nolan sort of was in the back of my head as I was watching this as the type of production that he would definitely be involved in. So the creators are Jonathan Nolan, who I think goes by Jonah, and his wife, Lisa Joy. Oh, I didn't know they're married. They are married. They are expecting their second child, I believe. Um, Oh my God, congrats. (laughs) And, okay, she's become like this great Hollywood show creator, writer, producer, etc. alongside her husband, but she's first and foremost a graduate of Harvard Law. Hi, can I have your life, please? And I'm all of a sudden feeling like I have done nothing with my life. <laughs> yeah, same. Here we are podcasting. <laughs> Here we are just, just chatting it up in the name of entertainment. Um, that's really cool. You know, I saw the name Nolan and I had a feeling that they would somehow be related because a lot of people who have family in showbiz, I think they often have relatives who go into showbiz or television, film, entertainment, whatever. Um, that's really cool. I didn't know that they were married. I wonder if that causes a lot of, like, conflict or if they just, like, work things out better because they're married. Um. That. Anyway, my first hot take was, how did they even come up with this? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Like, other, other than the, I get that it came from the, uh, from the film, from the 70s, but, like. How much do you know about the film? I really don't know that much about the film. Do you know if it even has, like, is it strictly a Western or does it have to do at all with, like, a futuristic theme park sort of thing? It has to do with a futuristic theme park. Okay, okay, so that's fair. So this idea was derived in some way or form from that film. That makes sense. At least a starting Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's really, it's crazy to me because it's one of those things that, even I don't totally understand. Like, I would love to sit down with the creators or people who are involved in the production and ask them questions because I think it's one of those things where you accept a lot of what you don't totally understand in order to move forward in whatever is happening in the plot. Um, but it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. <laughs> it is definitely a lot and I feel like I've spent the better part of this morning trying to like wrap my brain around the the whole like different timelines thing that's happening in the story which we'll get into more later but I just feel like my head starts to hurt when I (laughs) try and think about it too hard because I'm like okay I get this and that but like how did they do the uh?" and then I just start like 
malfunction. So my <laughs> my first hot take. Maybe we should make this a thing every episode. Hot takes. Hot takes. Um, the way the hot. very first episode starts out, um, which oh, what is that called when you like reference something back, like in comedy when you when you make a joke and then you come back oh, to it. Uh, I believe it is called a callback. A call. Okay, yeah, you're right. Definitely callback. <laughs> the first scene, which there is a callback to, in I think the final episode is so and so asking Evan Rachel Wood's character a bunch of questions. Um, when oh, she's, Bernard. Bernard, when she's in like robot mode, mm-hmm. and my first. And maybe this was done on purpose, but my first oh, I know it instinct is. was that she was like dead. Oh, is that no, not okay, what you thought? What I, I thought she was dead, and and it took me like at least through half of the first episode to fully wrap my head around the fact that they are like uh, robots that are built from scratch. I kind of thought for a while that they were like cadavers that they were inserting <laughs> technology into. Oh my God. I was like, this is really morbid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think my first hot take was like, why is everybody naked? <laughs> oh, well, oh, yeah. Much simpler. But no, that's why I thought that, yeah. I think. Because you know when they like enter that chamber with all of all of the bodies just standing like they're an army. I'm like, oh my god, they're just like stacking dead people upon dead people. (laughs) That is not true. If you haven't watched it yet, know that they are 100% um, synthetic. (laughs) Yeah, I think they're supposed to be, like, it's like they're 3D printed, their parts. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, since it does take place in the future, the technology is so advanced that they... They're not, like, ex machina. Like, they look like people. Um, but, yeah, that's a pretty good first hot take. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone dead? <laughs> yeah. Um, what else you got? I've got more, but we can go back and forth unless you don't have any. Um, oh, I'm just trying to remember because you, you just watched the show more recently. I watched it. I think I started watching it in January, but I didn't finish the show until July, I believe. Okay. Was it July? Uh, Yeah. yeah, Until July when I was coming home from my trip. I was flying home and they actually had the entire season on the plane. So I was like, hell yeah. Because I do not have an HBO account. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was using a friend's former co-worker's account (laughs) to watch the show. I hope you're not listening, HBO. Yeah, but if no, you are, I mean, I'll definitely get an account. <laughs> if you if you are and you need a production assistant, um, no, I'm definitely gonna get it so I can watch Game of Thrones because that is something that I want to do an episode on. But that's gonna take a while. Um, but yeah, anyway, I had had to do a lot of reviewing to uh, okay. be ready for this episode. But you go, you go ahead. Um, so oh, this is just a little random here, but talking about Evan Rachel Wood. I thought for the longest time that her name was Rachel Evanwood. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Common mistake. But I did a little research. I don't know if you ever saw the movie 13. It was a little 13. ahead of us, but I remember watching it when I was young. And then I also remember watching it again in um, my freshman seminar. And uh, she was the main character in that movie. Um, and I didn't really put two and two together until I looked up her name, but... 
whoa, what a flashback. She's like this 13-year-old who is all goody two-shoes and then goes crazy, and it's kind of this really intense coming-of-age film. Um, (laughs) I have not seen it. No. She was also part of this movie that I loved when I was a kid called Little Secrets. Again, like a terrible... I don't think it was Disney. I don't know who produced it or what production company put it out. Um, But that was one of my favorites as a kid, and she was in that as well. So kind of nostalgic for me to put that together and realize that she was an actress who I'd seen before. Did you... Were you a fan of hers? Had you seen anything she was in? I don't think that I have. I definitely recognized her name because it is kind of like an interesting name to have like Evan Rachel as your... I don't know if is Rachel her middle name or is it all like her first name um so I definitely recognize her name but because I was like obviously delayed watching this movie like I saw the stuff about the show on tv and that's probably how I knew her name before watching the show but I don't know if I've seen any of her other films watch 13 for those listeners who have seen the movie you know what I'm getting at it's it's just really intense, and actually, um, uh, what's her name? Vanessa Hudgens is in it when she's, like, 12, and um, the one vampire from... Uh, Nina Dobrev? No, 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 from Twilight. Uh, what's her name? She's super beautiful. She plays the sibling with the blonde hair. Let me look it up. Um, but anyway... It's a it's an old flick. Um, so you saw her and you just remembered that movie. That's kind of that's kind of cool. This I'm sure was a very different well role I compared to thirteen. I didn't realize it was her until I looked it up, and then I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. Um, Nikki Reed, do you know who Nikki Reed is? Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay. Um. Yeah, I don't really know what to say specifically about it other than um, it's just, it it was one of those things where you haven't seen an actor and actress in so long, and that was a movie that I watched as a kid, or at least someone much younger than I am right now. Um, So to see her play this much more mature and different role um, was kind of interesting. Um, Now, in general, I'm just going to keep going with my hot takes. I thought the show was kind of slow moving as a whole. I realize that there are a million different counter arguments to that. I know that there's a lot going on, so you kind of have to explain everything. But if I'm being honest, I found myself getting kind of bored at points. Thoughts? I don't know if I was getting bored at certain points, but I definitely felt that parts of it were slow. And that's probably because I didn't really understand what was going on. So I was like looking for those scenes that would have provided some type of clarification. And I I think the way that the show was edited was like very, now knowing what I know after all this research and processing of it, Um, I think it was very tricky and interesting the way they did it. But I know definitely when I was watching it, because we were in L.A. and I would I would put the show on while I was cooking. And um, it was also hard to watch if you if you're not listening to the dialogue completely or you're not understanding the dialogue, that makes it even harder. So I would put the subtitles on. Now I watch everything with subtitles. 
Um, but definitely the first couple episodes, I was like just really confused and lost. But um, I was never bored. I was like, I need to know what's what's going to happen. Like I, I sense some type of revelation or revolution actually uh, of the robots because I feel like that's where that's what a lot of robot movies and tv shows are about like the the technology gaining consciousness right and free will so I was just like waiting and waiting for that to happen but then all these other things happened too that I was like totally blindsided by okay um I can't say I really was like I don't know if it was so much that I saw it coming I think I sort of sensed some of those moments where they try to throw you for a loop. But more than that, I just felt like it took so long for me personally. Um, Like it was slow moving to get to that point when they did hit you with that, oh my God moment. I was like, okay, like I've been waiting for it. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, finally. There was one, oh my God moment that I was like, okay, yes, like confirmed my suspicions, but some of the other stuff I was like, wait, I didn't even know that this was taking place. Um, but before I go into that, I did want to ask you what you thought of uh, like the acting. Because I thought it, the acting was really good. Like having having people like go, having Bernard say like analysis mode. And then they completely lose all emotion from their faces. Like I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I have to imagine that that was really challenging. And... I did definitely spend some time thinking about what potentially the audition process for that was like. Because you're essentially playing two very different characters. Granted, one is very formulated, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily any easier. Like, you've Mm -hmm. got this one character that's full of life in one way or another, for better or for worse, has very strong intentions, be it for love or lust or whatever it is that they're fighting about in this west world um but then you have this robot character that's kind of emotionless um so yeah i i just found myself thinking about how you know if they maybe had these people in mind for the characters um and how they kind of tested them to see how they would play each each side of the robot Mm -hmm. I think I when I was looking stuff up I I think I came across an interview with I I want to say it was an interview with Evan Rachel Wood and she was talking to some late night talk show host I forget who it was maybe one of the Jimmys and um she was saying how certain people because of the characters that they were going to play in the show only got to see certain parts of the script when they were filming so for instance um Hopkins got to see like the entire story at once because he's a character that needed to know in order yeah he needed to know so he like he knows the narrative that he's giving the host so like so the actor that plays him then needs to know the complete story but because Dolores is kind of she doesn't know she's like operating yeah she's operating on these different timelines and she's being like manipulated and changed at different they manipulated the character as well that's really yes so I thought that was like so interesting and genius and I'm sure that was like that had to do with the creators too like that 
it's just like such a an interesting technique as I don't know who like who even makes that decision is that like the director's call to be like okay you're only getting these sides for the shoot today like we're not telling you anything else I would assume or, so okay so I when I learned that I was like oh wow that is just genius and that's why this show is really like next level I think it was the acting was great the dialogue and the writing is awesome and just looks really really pretty that's true I can confirm that also the music yeah the music is really good um i got like i would like it just <laughs> so makes you feel things during the intro you don't even know why <laughs> yeah uh i i don't really know how to explain it other than it's just that type of soundtrack that the second you hear it you know you don't know what's coming but you know you're anxious about something or you know something crazy is about to happen yeah it's like perfectly engineered so that you as the robots are or not (laughs) oh my god are we all robots (laughs) am i a robot are you a robot oh my god literally looking stuff up for this i was just like i don't understand i don't understand Just like, oh, I need to be put into analysis mode and someone's got to reboot my programming. Wipe my memory. Okay, now, getting into that, here's one thing that I didn't totally understand. And I don't know if you're going to be able to explain it to me either. Probably not, but let's let's go for it. So, in the first few episodes, we'll use Evan Rachel Wood's character as a an, ex- as an example um Dolores is on the same loop right and she keeps like waking up and reliving the same day over and over again is it only when she meets a real person who diverts her from her narrative that she can live day in and day out without like resetting back to that original day do you know what i mean from yeah from what i understand yes because no other host is going to interrupt her narrative without their just being a part of each other's narratives okay if that if that makes any sense because that was something i really really struggled with like i didn't understand why all of a sudden she meets i want to say jimmy but that's the actor's name what's his name william William, yeah. She meets William, and all of a sudden, they're, like, almost living this life together. And that narrative that she was living previously isn't there so much. Um, But I think think you did a good job of explaining it right there, if that is true. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, everything that I could potentially try to explain while we're recording today I think it's just like this is how I understand it or this is how I how it was explained to me in a way that I could grasp um just want to give a quick shout out to Eric Voss from New Rockstars it's a uh YouTube channel and I'm sure they have a website and all this other stuff but I watched two videos that this guy made and he goes into detail on the season finale and like what exactly just happened and he also has a separate video where he talks about the uh different timelines that are happening at the same time and they're each like 
I think they're each like 10 to 15 minutes in length and he packs a lot of information into them. But I think I know what's going on, kind of. Okay, that's interesting. I might have to check that out. Um, if I, if I, not to say that I don't care, if I was someone who really <laughs> loved this show, like was obsessed with it, I would potentially consider watching it again because I definitely feel like it's the sort of program, I mean, as all are, but this specifically, um, if you were to go back and watch again, there's probably a lot that you would pick up on that you're just totally not aware of watching it the first time around. Would you agree? There, There is 100% so much that you would not pick up on. And actually, that's kind of the reason um, that I like these videos is because it's, it's him talking to a camera, but it's also um, these little clips from the show and images and stuff are all intertwined in that. And one of the things that he points out is the visual, like literal visual foreshadowing that takes place in the show. So like, for example, there's a scene where I think Ford is explaining something to Bernard on a, on a blackboard. And he has the, the maze as, as it was like formerly known as like a pyramid drawn on the board, but behind it there's like it was clearly a circle drawn before that that someone erased and I guess that is supposed to represent the scene that would come later where Bernard is explaining it to I think like I think he's explaining it to Dolores he's explaining it to someone how it's not a journey upward it's a journey inward and so instead of the uh drawing the triangle he like right draws these arcs around it and makes it a circle and so like this this guy Eric Voss pointed out all of these things and I was just like oh my god this is the kind of thing where like you could watch it over and over again and every time you understand it a little bit more but since it's a tv show and not a film that would be harder to do because it's 10 episodes right. so it's a lot more hours but shout um, out to but you're the right. production design team um all the art people the set dressers because those little things are what make a huge difference um and are maybe one of the reasons that they were nominated for so many Emmys. Mm. Um, which, did they win any? I don't think they did. I think that they, I, I think that there were, obviously there's a lot of good shows every year, but I was sure Westworld was going to win a couple, but they like seemingly all went to uh, The Handmaid's Tale and Big Little Lies. I just, I just Googled Emmys Westworld and the first thing that comes up says stranger things westworld lose big at 2017 yeah. emmy awards which is true. i was really pulling for stranger things to win a couple like i really wanted to hear millie give a speech <laughs> what would she say she would just talk in her perfect british accent and oh my be God. little emma watson except 2017 okay she is cute but yeah both of those shows they i was sure that they were going to win stuff when because I watched we talked about Stranger Things in the last episode I was sure it was going to win something but um yeah they didn't I can't win really, anything I can't really judge because I I'm st- I'm trying to watch The Handmaid's Tale uh right now so I'm on episode two of that and I have not seen any Big Little Lies but I will get get around to watching that too okay as someone who has watched both I felt that all were pretty deserving of the awards that they won, but I did not anticipate them to sweep in the way that they did. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought 
I don't know. I I thought some of them were. I'm trying to say this diplomatically because I'm not saying that they weren't <laughs> worthy of the awards, but I just thought that others would maybe be bigger contenders as well. And as the show mm-hmm. went on, it was just like Big Little Lies, Big Little Lies, Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid's Tale. Um, so yeah, we'll get back to that after you watch the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, agreed. I will say I enjoyed Big Little Lies more of the two, though. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale and I'm watching Gossip Girl. Um, but it's, it's <laughs> okay, yeah, I know, very different, <laughs> very different shows. But it, it's so much easier to watch Gossip Girl because the content is so light and I'm usually laughing at things that are supposed to be dramatic, whereas when I watch the pilot of The Handmaid's Tale, like, which I read scary. the book, so I know I know exactly what's going to happen. Um, I was just so like sad and because you you know you imagine things when you're when you're reading the book and it's depressing but I don't think I've ever cried from like just reading a book mm-hmm. but the the first episode I was like this is like really really sad <laughs> just to see it and the music and the the acting and the you know the lighting and cinematography and everything I was just like oh my god this is so depressing so I'd rather watch Gossip Girl <laughs> All right, well, back to Westworld. Um, So after watching those videos that you were talking about, do you feel like you have a stronger grasp on maybe what's to come in future seasons? I feel like I understand this season a whole lot better, and I know, like, what I should be looking for potentially in season two, although I don't think they'll take the same um strategy that they did in this one because people will be looking for it this time Mm -hmm. um but I understand it it's hard to explain and I feel like I understand something when I'm able to explain it to somebody else and have them understand it and I don't know if I can do that with this show (laughs) does that make sense so I feel like my brain understands it a little bit but I can't explain it well so that someone else could understand it yeah I'm now I'm just agree. repeating myself see I'm malfunctioning here we go <laughs> analytics yeah um so Westworld season two is set to be released sometime in spring 2018 which means they're probably in production right now yeah they must be um I can't really say that I have any idea where they're going. Obviously, you know, these robots are, like, gaining artificial intelligence, like we talked about. Um, The one prostitute is trying real hard to be a real human. (laughs) And Oh, Maeve? Maeve, yeah. (laughs) Which, by the way, love Maeve, and I love... um, uh, 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 what's her right-hand lady's name? Clementine. Clementine. Clementine, fuck it up. Let's I go. love, I love, 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 um, in the one episode when she, it was maybe, like, one of her first interactions with the, the people, the, those guys who are, like, doing work on her or whatever, and he's, she, she's like, 
Oh, where yeah. did you take Clemmy? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Clemmy. <laughs> they're friends. I their love makes them friends. Uh, yeah, they are. I love Clementine's character too. I love that actress. I think she's beautiful. She's so cute. Yeah. Oh my god. And I just like I love the whole, um, the the language that Maeve uses, where she's like seductive, but also like really vulgar and just like with her british accent and the costumes we should be them for halloween idea (laughs) maybe i don't do you think anybody would get it i don't think absolutely not (laughs) we would have and then we'd have to like memorize their lines what does she always say when she comes up to the bar she's like I don't know off the top of my head. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I should know that though. But Clementine knows that one line that Maeve gets pissed out, pissed off about the more she has to hear it, yeah. when she like realizes that life is just a loop. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, overall, give me your impressions. Are you going to continue to watch? What you're looking forward to? who you want to see more of, who you don't really care about, etc. Hmm. Well, I'm definitely going to watch season two when it comes out. And it sounds like, like you said, I have a while to go. Um, I'm expecting big things once again, which I didn't even know they were big until really recently. <clears throat> um, but when I was watching these videos that this guy Eric Voss produced – it brought up some things that I honestly forgot about because I watched the show a couple, I finished watching it a couple months ago. So one of those questions is um, what happens to Elsie? Which if you remember, she's like the up and coming programmer who's working for Bernard. Bernard, And um, we learned that Bernard silences her, but we don't know if she's actually dead. This isn't a Barb scenario. Barb is dead, but we don't know about Elsie. (laughs) I because there's there's nothing like like when when Bernard is ordered to kill Teresa by Ford, we know she's dead because there's like violence and it's really gruesome, and then he covers it up and blah blah blah. But we just kind of see Elsie in a headlock, and then they like recede into darkness. So I'm thinking that she's still somewhere in the park. That could be. Or they're turning her into a robot. Oh my god. Oh, like your theory from the first. <laughs> what if I've actually they, right. they took her body and they put the mechanics in it? Um, I, what do you think of that? I actually thought that she was dead. and I Because I was upset about it, but I thought... And, Maybe you're correcting me here. I'm excited if she's still alive. I thought there was some line that maybe Bernard says at some point, or or Ford, that confirms that she's dead. But I could be just misconstruing that, potentially. Or, yeah, maybe, I mean, I'm sure they want to make it look like she's dead, because they definitely made it look like she just vanished. Um but yeah, I don't know. The way the way that she goes out, if that is her being killed, is not like how other people are killed in the show. So um, that makes me hope, I guess, that she's still alive. And I guess if 
the I don't know if the show is going to jump ahead into the future more or if it's going to pick up like exactly mm-hmm. where we left mm-hmm. off. Maybe she'll know. Well, um, what if it goes uh, back? Maybe she'll have a lot of information. If it goes backwards? Yeah. Like if it goes back to Dr. Ford's beginning with uh, what's Bernard's his other name? Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. Okay. So this is. Wait. Should we talk about the triple timeline thing? (laughs) I don't know. I feel like that's getting too deep into something. But wait. Question. Okay. Are they gay? Wait. What? (laughs) (laughs) Ford. Ford's always like my partner, like Arnold. Arnold. And I know they were partners, (laughs) but like, I in my head thought they were like in love, and that that was maybe. In plot twist. issue or something of some sort. I don't think that um, when he says partner, I think he is just referring to a business partner because they're the ones who create the robots together. But, um, okay, here's, here's what I learned. I'm going to try and do my best at explaining this, but if I just, like, stop in the middle, it's because I don't really know how to. <laughs> Okay, so in this video, again, this is all from this Eric Voss new rock stars video. You can look it up. It's on YouTube. Um, he goes in. He goes into explaining the three separate timelines that are all happening at the same time. And the fact that uh, Bernard is modeled to look like Arnold and the fact that we don't know who Arnold, what Arnold looks like. And the editing of the show make this very confusing. Also the fact that the robots obviously don't age. So they look the same in every scene. And we don't know when that scene takes place. Okay, so... um, Okay, so Eric Voss in this video, he explains that we can figure out when the present story is taking place. And the present storyline has the man in black, the old guy. So this is the old William. And um, the way that he figured this out was, I guess, HBO made some, like, online promotional material, and they created a Delos Corporation website, which you can go on. And during the night of the premiere, I don't know if it's the premiere of the first episode or when the season finale was on, but they had a video on this website that had fake security footage from Westworld. And in the corner of this footage. This is like how specific these people get. I, I just like can't even believe that someone spent time to figure this out because I would have just been like, I'll suspend my disbelief and I'll just <laughs> be happy with that. Ditto. So this guy this guy figures out that the, the date on the security footage is June 15th, 2052. So that is in theory present day in the story, in the show. And so then he further divides up the um the timelines and so there's three different ones the first one is the pre-westworld timeline and that is taking place um for about three years when ford and arnold are living in the park before anyone else is allowed inside before they're just working on the hosts they're getting everything correct and this takes place from about 2015 to 2018 okay and so so right um, now this is when 
Yeah, (laughs) scary. So this is when Arnold creates Dolores and he has secret sessions with her where he encourages her to continue uh, questioning her reality and keep trying to figure out like what exactly the maze is. And I, I thought that was... Once he explained this in the in the video, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because I was always so confused as to why Bernard was trying to mess with the hosts. But it's because that was Arnold in the past doing it. It's not Bernard right. in the present. Wait. When you watch this video, you are going to... <laughs> wait, like, your wait, brain wait, 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 is going to ooze wait, wait, out wait. of your ears because it's so... So <laughs> some of those scenes where Bernard is with Dolores are not present day. It's, whoa, oh my God. Isn't that crazy? That makes this story totally different. And I didn't I would even say, think about that. Yeah, I would say go back and watch these videos uh, from New Rockstars, but it'll literally take you like a half hour. Did you? It took me like two hours because I watched them over and over again because I was like, I still don't get it. I still don't get it. Um, but no, you? that is not something I realized at all. I was like what who like I, I just I didn't realize that like once we knew who Arnold was and I was like oh okay it's Ford's former partner who died because he killed himself blah 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 I had no idea that Bernard was made to function like and look like Arnold so get this the flashbacks you know okay so the the flashbacks that some of the characters have um are I think they're also known as their reveries so you know how Maeve her reverie is like the memory of her daughter right so that's like like the the core of their like personalities I guess in the um in the show so we see Bernard's reverie Bernard's reverie in quotes is his son dying that's not Bernard though that's Arnold right and Arnold's son dying. So I did not realize that at all. I had no idea that there were two people until, and I, I don't, I still don't even think I realized that until recently. Cause once I knew Bernard was not a human, I was like, okay, he, he just made him, but I didn't get that it was supposed to be Arnold. Get this Bernard Lowe is an anagram for Arnold Weber. So they're the 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 letters in their names can spell each other's names. Gotcha. Ah. I did. So after it's revealed towards the end that Bernard is Arnold or vice versa, whatever you want to say it, I did understand that his son actually died, and that Bernard, thinking his son was died, has died, was actually Arnold's son dying. But I just didn't think about how those scenes where Bernard is with um, Dolores was, like, I didn't think about it not being present day. I just assumed that it was, which is obviously done intentionally. Mm-hmm. But that clearly changes the story completely once that's revealed. But even so, when it is revealed, that's not something until you brought it to my attention right now that I thought about. It is so tricky the way that they edited this and the way that they crafted the story. So um, one thing This is like a TV think... show for geniuses only. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. You can only watch this show if you have graduated to, from an Ivy League 
are currently you have a master's degree. attending a graduate program in sociology. <laughs> I I don't even know how they did. So so here's where things change. So um, we know Arnold is having these secret sessions with Dolores. I think he confides in her about his son dying. And he's really surprised by the way that Dolores, the creative way that she's able to express her grief to him. Mm-hmm. And so this interaction they have convinces him that the hosts are capable of achieving a, like a human conscious. Right. So then he's like, oh, fuck, we have to shut down the park now because if Dolores can do this, that means that in theory all the robots that will come after her will be able to do this too. And that could be so, potentially bad. What timeline is Maeve on? Maeve is on the present timeline. Okay, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. So she's gaining consciousness long after Dolores. Yeah, so since Dolores is one of the first robots in the park, and Arnold, or yeah, Arnold is like, prepping her to do this kind of thing on her own I think it happens it it doesn't happen to her like we see her journey from beginning to end like from her being created to her achieving consciousness through every timeline so even in the last episode Bernard now Bernard is like do you understand Dolores and she's like I still don't think I understand and then eventually in one of the right well that last scenes where she's talking to herself the voice she hears inside is her own voice instead of somebody else's that's when she like achieves consciousness right and that's what I I was talking about Arnold saw that scene is what I'm talking about how the very first episode starts and Bernard or Arnold actually is talking to her and then they call back to it like you just said right um in the final episode whoa mind blown yeah so um this uh interaction between arnold and dolores convinces him that they need to shut down the park and this is where arnold and ford disagree and so they have a lot of issues and arnold uses dolores he merges her narrative with the character wyatt and makes her and Teddy murder every host in the park. And so um, that caused a lot of drama. But he, he also used her to um, murder him. So he, like, used Dolores to commit suicide. And somehow Ford is able to, like, cover all of this up. And then two to three-ish years later, that's when the park actually opens in, like, 2019 or 2020. Okay. So then in the... So that's the first timeline. The second timeline is when uh, Logan and William, young William, enter the park in 2022-ish. And that's where the whole story with William interrupting Dolores and her loop takes place. And they go on that wild journey and they go to this place and then they have to interact with this group of people and all this stuff um that's all taking place between 2022 and 2052 so that's like a 30 year time period and then the third timeline can i also say the other thought that i was having is like forty thousand dollars a day and these people are just spending months in this park like what world are they living in where they have money to do that yeah continue (laughs) 
<laughs> inflation, you know, it's like, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, but so 2052 is the present. And um, we eventually learn when it's revealed that William and the man in black are the same person that William eventually, when he leaves Dolores and the park and Logan, he marries into Logan's family. He marries uh, his sister and then he takes over their family business, invests in the park, and now he's like a huge stakeholder in Westworld. So he basically like owns the park and that's why he's able to spend so much time there when he's old. Right. But I'm talking about when he's younger. Like they're in that park for a long time. I know, which means Logan's family must have like a lot of money because I think he brings him there as like a maybe that's like where the second season's going like what happened to Logan what happened to the wife that he eventually you know was supposed to have married yeah I I really really don't know but anyway is in love with Dolores yeah but then is he like I feel like he's in love with the the game that you can play like William old William just wants to find the maze. He wants to solve the maze. But the maze isn't for him. It's like for the hosts. So I think in that final scene when the host army kind of starts to like take over and shoot Clementine, Clemmy, your girl Clemmy shoots uh, William in the arm and he like, like it actually hurts him and he kind of, it looks like he's excited because now he is finally is getting the, the real, yeah, the real sense of danger and the thrill of uh, being in the park without the like safety net that the hosts typically have. But there's so much going on, and that that's from what I that's like as much as I can really explain. But yeah. here's some questions. No, I think you um, did well. Thank you. I pretty much spent all day trying to figure out how to do that <laughs> um i feel so like i question. did not do my research and did not come to this podcast prepared after you gave that wonderful oh thank you explanation that's okay when we when we do the handmaid's tale then um you can explain okay. the story <laughs> okay um so <clears throat> another thing another person who we don't know are they coming back or not nah, is uh ashley stubbs which is he's the security guy so it's, it's a guy yeah um that is you know that's a hemsworth brother i found that out and i was like you know i thought i saw a little bit of hemsworth <laughs> in that guy. he's he's pretty good looking they're all they're crafted by the gods i'm pretty sure they're so good at masking the australian accent they are pretty good at it, yeah. Because I wouldn't, um, I didn't, until I looked him up and saw his name, didn't realize that he was Australian. I would have no idea. So I, I'm really not good at detecting if people are are masking their true accent, unless they're really bad at it. So um, I don't know if he gets, he's coming back, but I hope he is, because I like to I, look I at hope him. he comes back. I hope he comes back. But he was tackled by uh, the people of the Ghost Nation, which are like the the, the Native, Native American tribe. Yes. Uh, so we don't know what happened to him. I have a feeling that he'll definitely be back too, and it would be kind of cool if he and Elsie have some type of relationship where they try and like figure out what's going on. I don't know. That would be kind of cool to see. Here's a question that I've just recently come across. Like, 
where is Westworld? Like, is it, does it take up space in, in time? Like, I think in my head, I just assumed that because, because it takes place in a Western type place that the park itself and the space it takes up is going to be somewhere in the Midwest. But we just said Native Americans, we don't technically know whether or not they're actually in America. I don't know if that matters at all, but it was just a thought. Oh, the, where the park is located? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I know. I mean. And like, does it I actually think take it's up somewhere space? in the Midwest. Or is it like a, like, so, like, is their technology so advanced that, I don't know, that it's just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think, I think I'm making sense. No, no. I think that totally makes sense. Because like, if we're thinking about how much it costs to be there and the technology that is, is, um, available to create these hosts there's got to be some type of like like you see them they get off a train when they go into the park there's got to be some type of like bullet train that can get them there in a short amount of time mm-hmm. um if it is like maybe people are getting on a train in new york and they're getting to utah in like three hours i have no idea yeah that is something that i i don't think that is explained at all um continue with your question so Another question that uh, Eric Voss of New Rockstars brings up is, does Ford actually kill himself? Because we know that the the hosts attacking the humans in the final scene are, that is his new narrative. Like when he says, I have one final narrative, that is it. It's, it's that the, the hosts are now the next step in evolution and they are going to, take over the world or at least the park um but some people are speculating that maybe that's not actually him and that's a host he created of himself mm. that dolores executed so we don't really know or maybe I'm he not... did actually die and his host will live on continuing his work i don't really know how this works i'm not totally understanding <laughs> his motives either like, it's not like in this story people are fighting for power in a government or money over others. You know what I mean? So right. I think... Like, why would he do this? That's why I sort of think that they're going to have to... They're going to have to go back in time rather than forward. Or, I mean, as we just talked about, there'll probably be multiple timelines going on. Um, because I, I feel like we still don't totally understand it. And whether he's dead or not, we need to. And I feel like in order to do that, we have to understand everything that has brought him to this point. Yeah, I think that one of the few things that we do understand about him is that he that is someone who possibly gay and in love. <laughs> I swear, I was thinking oh this God. the entire time. Hot take. <laughs> that is what I think. I believe it. I can't wait to be proven right. Hot take forward is gay. <laughs> that that pretty much just and that whatever the entire he's doing show. Is in the the pursuit end. of love, like what else could it be in the pursuit of? I think it's in the pursuit of um, him wanting to be in control. Like this guy wants to be God, so he makes the world where that is possible for him to be God. But now he's got people from like the board of the park telling him that they want him out. 
and That's that they don't have the money for him to like complete this narrative, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So and he's maybe old; like he's gonna die soon. There are a lot of parallels between Ford and William, and maybe William is going to, in some way, take on his work or take on his position as someone in power. I think that's possible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we clearly know that William loves Westworld. Like, that is evident very clearly. But as to is Ford really dead? I don't know. I could see, like, there's so much that happened in this first season that they I could, could start see off it being like, oh, totally and not. And be like, every single person is a robot. Or like, these people are half robots everybody in the show is gay and everybody is a robot <laughs> what an interesting I twist i just want to say i don't mean that in any bad or offensive no, way of it's just not. a thought that i kind of had in my head the entire time no it's possible um uh but yeah. the the last question that i have is um for season two are we going to see other kinds of worlds? Because I don't know if you remember when yeah. Maeve is breaking out and we see a little flash of samurai world. So um, in the movie that this is based on, in the 1973 film, there are other worlds. There are other parts of the park. Kind of like when you go to Disney World. Okay. Um, um, I, to be so honest... I think we'll see more of that. This isn't something that we talked about too much in the beginning, but I did think like episode one when they're kind of introducing this idea of a theme park that you enter that's very much a reality in a lot of senses I did mm. think that we were going to see more parks outside of Westworld um, and I think maybe like I would have understood things a little bit more had that been something presented but i also understand like it's such a complex story you can't then jump into another world so i don't really think so only because there's so much already going on but i guess i could see a storyline where maybe to uh, to like mend whatever issues they have going on in Westworld, they change up care like like maybe the hosts in Westworld are going to different worlds and then that creates some sort of drama. But I just feel like we're so invested in Westworld right now. It'd be a lot to jump into something else. Mm -hmm. I think it would be really cool to see them kind of like overthrow Westworld and then they move to like another park and kind of spread this virus of like consciousness and they, um, you know, they, they eventually leave and then they're interacting with like all humans and taking over the world. That would be kind of like interesting to see. I don't know if that's something that they are going to do or not, but I think the, the flash of Samurai World means that there is at least more than one park also this is something that eric voss points out in this video when um bernard gives Maeve a note telling her where her daughter is it's in like park one sector 10 blah 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 which means in theory there's more than one park so maybe she's in samurai world <laughs> i don't know what other worlds do you think there could be 
That's how in... we'll end this podcast right now, just on a fun note. What would be, okay. like, your ideal world to enter? Oh, hmm. I think, like, a disco world would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of, like, a genre of music, though, than a uh, place. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, like, a French world. <laughs> That's just France. <laughs> just France. It's just France. Um, <laughs> you just get on the train and you, you just go to France. Yeah, oh, like, oh, 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 I got it. Toy Story World. That would be really cool. Like the toys that are the hosts yes. instead of, yeah. I think another thing that would be cool would be like a like a space version. Mm, that's too much. Where That'd be cool. You could like, because I used to want to be an astronaut when I was really young. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, so, or this would be cool, be cool if if you could like insert yourself into kind of going along with toy story into like book or movie narratives so like you could just be a character in harry potter that would be really sick and you just like see the story play out but you can change it like you can alter the loop whoa i was just gonna say something that i'm like "Mm, nope she hasn't gotten to the end yet just your uh, friendly, delayed reactions <laughs> reminder that Sam is still on what book? Order of the Phoenix? I don't even... I, I have it over there. Oh, it's wait. Order of the Phoenix. I, I don't know. I just... There's other things that I want to watch and read it's and fine. listen it's to. And I will finish it, though. By the time this podcast is over i don't know how many seasons we're gonna have maybe we'll have like 10 seasons maybe we'll be on for five years like uh like kfc radio and maybe then and only then shout will out I finish harry KFC. potter <laughs> shout out to kfc well all i gotta say is uh let us know on twitter or instagram or facebook if you could have your own world what would it be that was we want that know. was like westworld yeah and we'll send know. some of our non-existent merch to whoever comes up with the best world. What is our merch going to say? Our merch is just like, these violent delights have violent ends on a t-shirt. No, it's not Westworld merch. It's delayed reactions merch. So maybe it'll just have um, our faces faces on it. (laughs) Just smiling. Just our smiling faces. We'll come up with something good. We'll put a graphic design friend on that. Dana, that's you. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Delayed Reactions. If you liked it, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at DelayedRxNS and on Facebook at Delayed Reactions Podcast. Delayed Reactions is available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please send all inquiries you may have to DelayedReactionsPodcast at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you soon.